Welcome to another round of Boardroom or Miro Board. Today we talk retrospectives with Agile coach Maria. Let's go. First question. You've spent two hours in a team retro, but the only input you've heard is Dave's. Boardroom or Miro Board? Boardroom. In Miro, Dave can't hog the space because everyone can add thoughts anonymously, online at the same time. Correct. Next. You need the team to act on feedback fast, so you turn all those retro notes into JIRA tasks instantly. Miro all the way. And I can assign those tasks to teammates. You're nailing this. Now, you see hundreds of sticky notes from the retro. A real mess. But you organize them into five themes in just seconds. Miro, I basically get back an entire hour when I use its AI tools for clustering. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people running actually enjoyable and actionable retros in Miro. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, friends. Welcome to the NFL Week 5 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Can you believe it? At the end of this week, we'll already be past the quarter waypoint of the NFL season. Time flies, my friends. I'm recording this Monday night. This is going to come out uh, on time as opposed to last week. I know it was late last week. I know there was issues with Apple Podcast. Ooh, big fight on the Rams bench. As is tradition, at least for the first few weeks of the season and what should be for the rest of the rest of the weeks of the season, I'm recording during uh, Monday Night Football. So I'm on 49ers minus one and a half, which you know if you listened last week, they're currently up 79 with uh, just under 13 minutes to go. A little tussle on the bench there for the boys. Uh, winning week, no matter the result of tonight. Unfortunately, not 10, 10, didn't reach 10 wins though, so no victory song tonight, but... Uh, if 49ers hold on to this, I'll finish 9-6-1 for a little over two units. And if they lose, I will finish 9-7... No, ooh, 9-7, no, 8-7, and one There we go. Math, people. 8-7-1 and one if the 49ers blow this uh, for a profit, but a very, very tiny profit. I think it's going to be like plus .2 units, so... Hoping the 49ers can hold on to this and make it a very good week. But regardless, it will it is a profitable week. That is all we are aiming for that keeps us in the black moving forward. Uh, so I got my best bets locked in for every single week five game. So let's not waste any more time. I got nothing else to say. Let's get into the NFL week five episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Let's go. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 Okay, here we go. Let's start with the Thursday night football game. Colts, Broncos. 
I'm going to take the under. I already tweeted this out, so some people might have seen this one, but I'm going to take the under 43.5 in this one. I mean, I'm already, this is already, ooh, go, go, go. Is that Debo again? Oh, 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 49ers looking good. Um, this is already going to be a painful game to me, for me to watch, first of all. First of all, like, if I would have looked at this game on the schedule preseason, I would have thought this was a fantastic matchup, but it's a stinker now. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to be forced to watch the fucking Colts. I hate this team so much. My preseason Super Bowl pick, dead. My Dark Horse MVP and my baby boy Matt Ryan sucks. He's, he's on pace for about 83 fumbles this season. My survivor pick, done. That's right. If you listen to last week's episode, Colts are my survivor pick. I was at a pool, Joe Ostrowski's pool, 25K to the winner. Uh, the first four weeks I survived, even though I think it was 76 or first, yeah, four, three weeks I survived. I think it was 76% of people who were out. So I was in the top like 24% that was still alive. No rebuy back ins or anything like that. I went with the Colts thinking I'd get cute. Uh, and they just fucked me. They completely overplayed the Titans, but they fumbled. They fucking went for a fucking field goal late in the game, like fourth and 12 with. Two minutes left. They, for some reason, went for a field goal down seven. It made no sense. Fire everyone. Release Matt Ryan. Let him retire. Fold the franchise. I fucking hate him. I'm going to take the under in this game on Thursday Night Football against the Colts. Luckily, side note, I'll talk about this when I talk about my survivor pick for the week at the end of the episode. Um, I put in two entries for that pool. One was uh, mine. The other one, I let my girlfriend make the pick. So now it is, uh, it's is—it's going to be a team effort because <laughs> she is still alive somehow, which... Uh, it's infuriating that she survived longer than I did, but we still have an entry in there, so I'm still going to give out survivor picks, me and her. It's going to be a little bit more of a team effort, but to be fair, I'll let her have the final call uh, the rest of the season as we go for that 25K. Back to this game, though. Going to take the under 43.5. I don't really know what both teams are because I expected a lot more from both of them this season, and they both suck, but what I do know is that for both teams, their defenses are significantly better than their offenses. For example... Denver ranks 15th in yards per play. Colts rank 26th in yards per play. The Colts offense worse than the Texans offense now. Meanwhile, their defense is 6th and 7th in opponent yards per play. So defense is top 7 in the NFL. Offense is both in the bottom. Well, Denver just inside the top half, I suppose. But Denver still 15th, not super good. Colts 26th. Denver also first red zone defense. Dead last in red zone offense. Good red zone defense, a bad red zone offense is always good for an under bet. Matt Ryan fumbles the ball every time he's sacked. That should help the under bet. Uh, all the numbers in this game point towards it being a low scoring one, so that is what I will back. Uh, but the entire game, I will be cursing out the Colts. I'll be cursing out Matt Ryan. No team has fucked me more this season than the Colts. No team will fuck me more this season than the Indianapolis Colts. Colts Broncos under 43.5 for Thursday night football, I will say. Uh, not good in Thursday night football so far this season. I'm one and four, one and three with my Thursday night football picks. So uh, it makes Friday and Saturday a lot less stressful if I can win that Thursday night football game. So let's go under 43 and a half, minus 110. Moving on, we got another London game. This one between the Giants and the Packers. I'll take the Giants plus eight at minus 110. I'm kind of surprised that after last week's game against the Patriots, that the Packers are still this big of a favorite uh it's the same reason why i was on the patriots last week even though i screwed up and took the wrong line it was still a winner 
It's going to be an ugly bet, to be honest, take the Giants against this Packers team, but these two teams are a lot closer than you might think, specifically on defense. I have been uh, hearing some people say that the Packers have a top defensive unit. They, They don't. 16th in opponent yards per play. The Giants rank 19th in opponent yards per play. So the Packers on defense only allowing .3 fewer yards per play than New York. Also, I think the Giants are going to be able to run effectively against this Packers defense. Giants rank second in the league in yards per play, averaging 5.7. Saquon Barkley looks like he's going to win comeback player of the year. Packers 22nd in opponent yards per carrying, allowing 5 yards per rush. Also, fun little fact here about the Packers defense, not only do they not stop the run that well, but they are actually dead last in the NFL in opponent completion percentage. Teams this season completing 71.7% of passes against them. That's curious, I would say. Also, Giants sneakily have the second-best red zone defense in the NFL. So the public narrative, the public perception this week is that the Packers are Super Bowl contenders and that the Giants stink. And while the pa- I do agree the Packers are a better team overall, I don't think it's that easy. Uh, and an eight-point spread is kind of insane to me in this situation. The numbers are a lot closer than you would think. I will take the Giants getting eight points in London against the Green Bay Packers. Next up, we have Lions-Patriots. I'm taking the over 46.5 in this one. This is the obvious play, but it's the one I'm going to do anyways. By the way, I have a lot more totals this week than I have most weeks. Most weeks I have one, two, maybe three totals. I think I have six or seven totals this week. Uh, So strap in. I'm sure this will go well. But the Lions, I mean, they are an over-betters team. There's like three teams this season that are like, you kind of have to bet the over because they have great offenses and shit defenses, and that's what you want to bet the over. But the over has hit in six straight games for the Lions dating back to last year. They're the only team that the over is 4-0 in their game so far this season. They lead the NFL in yards per play through the first four weeks. That's right, the Detroit Lions. Technically the best offense in football through the first four weeks averaging 6.5 yards per snap uh, but yet they're allowing 6.5 yards per play on defense that's 31st in the NFL so in in terms of just straight up yards per play best offensive team second worst defensive team that right there is an over betters dream so anytime uh, that you have an offense this good and the defense is bad but the totals only at 46 and a half I'm obligated to take the over also Patriots Surprisingly better on offense and defense as well. 11th in yards per play on offense, 18th in opponent yards per play. I hope they let Bailey Zappi play again. And just fucking, Bill, let him fucking throw the ball, dude. Jesus. Made them run the ball in overtime there against the Packers. Bailey Zappi looked all right when he was throwing the ball out there. Give, give Give the kid a shot. I also think both teams are going to be able to run the ball effectively. Lions averaging 5.9 yards per carry, best mark in the NFL. Patriots defense allowing 5.1 yards per rush. That is the fourth worst mark uh, in the NFL. Oh, Matt Stafford just threw pick six. Wow. Everyone and their dog was on Matt Stafford to throw an interception tonight, and he just did it. Pick six. That should secure my bet win. So I'm going to look stupid because there's still six and a half minutes left, but I'm going to say this week, my friends, nine, six, and one for a little over two units. I'll tweet out the exact units uh, when I tweet out the podcast here in the morning.
Um, but also, Patriots should be able to gain yards on offense com- coming from running the football if they do decide to do that as well. Ninth highest run to play rate. Now they get to face the Lions defense that ranks dead last in opponent yards per carry. So you can Lions can run the ball. They can't stop it, though. Uh, I'm so shocked that this total is only at 46.5. I will take the over 46.5 in this one between the Lions and the Patriots. Next up, we got the Bills and the Steelers. This was my first click of the week. Uh, if you saw me on Twitter, I tweeted that out. By the way, I tweeted that out about the Vikings the week before, and they, that was when they were at minus two, closed at minus four and a half, and they won by three. So I was very glad that I got on the Vikings uh, when I did, and I might be just as glad to do it with the Bills because everywhere I see, at least all the regulated books in New York, uh, it's up to 14. And obviously 14 isn't quite as magic of a number as 3, 7, or 10, but two touchdowns is still significant. Uh, poor Kenny Pickett in this game. I don't have, I have very little to say about this game. Poor Kenny Pickett. His first start of his NFL career has to go up against uh, what might just be the best defense in the NFL. If not the best defense, it's their only number two uh, to the 49ers. So uh, poor Kenny Pickett. He's in way over his head here. Uh, and the Bills offense is just going to roll. Bills averaging 6 yards per play, Steelers averaging 4.8. So 1.2 yards per play more than Bills are averaging. Bills only giving up 4.2 yards per play on defense. Steelers are giving up 5.1, almost a full yard there on defense. Uh, Also, the Steelers uh, haven't exactly played a strong schedule so far this season. Uh, They have played the Jets, Patriots, and Browns uh, and Bengals. Bengals might be good, the other three teams not so much. I think this is going to be an absolute pumping. Buffalo's also averaging um, uh, their score margin this season is plus 14. Score margin last season was plus 11.5. When they win, they usually win big. So I feel comfortable laying 13.5 points with the Bills. I'd probably still play it up to 15, but if you can find 13.5, that's probably the way to go. Dolphins, Jets, another total bet, another over bet, over 43.5 here. I did get a good number on this one because this has moved up to 44.5. I do like it up to 45.5, though. Teddy Bridgewater, starting for the Dolphins, I don't think that uh, negatively affects them too, too much, at least not enough for me to deter from my over bet here. Dolphins' offense is averaging 6.4 yards per play this season. They averaged 6.3 yards per play last game with Teddy playing over half the game, so I don't think he holds him back too much. And let's, let me just say, do not disrespect Teddy Two Gloves. He still, he still has some ball left in him. Uh, by the way, their defense still sinks, stinks. 28th in opponent yards per play on defense. So I took the over in the Dolphins-Bengals game last week because I do think we're going to see a run of overs in Dolphins games. I'm going to stick to that strategy. They're too good on offense and too bad on defense for these unders to keep hitting because the unders 3-1 in their games this year. I think we're going to see a run of overs in Dolphins games. I think that's going to start this week. And also, Zach Wilson proved to be an upgrade last week. At least in one game, 6.9 yards per pass attempt by the Jets in Zach Wilson's first start back from uh, his injury. Uh, And that is better than what Joe Flacco did in any of his starts with the Jets. So um, I will take the over 43.5. I like it up to 45.5 between the Dolphins and Jets. Next up, my Atlanta Falcons, who they I'm bought back in. I'm back in on my I'm back in on my boys. But this might be where the issue lies because coming into the season, having no expectations now that they're 2-2 two and two and they're looking all right, 
now I'm going to have expectations and now they're going to disappoint me. But I literally, I'm so back in on them. I just bought an AJ Terrell jersey, a new Falcons shirt, and a new Falcons hat being shipped to me as I speak. That's how much back in. in I, this offense is good. Uh, and now they are tied atop the NFC South with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With all that being said, I will take the Falcons plus eight and a half here against the Bucks minus 110. Buccaneers, I still don't trust in their offense. They did have a much better performance in week four, but this is still an offense that ranks 22nd in the NFL in yards per play. I do not have interest in laying over touchdown on this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense just quite yet. I need to see more than just one good performance. They're averaging fewer yards per play in the Giants, for example. Only .1 more yards per play than the Houston Texans. And then you have my Dirty Birds, whose offense has been one of the biggest, most pleasant surprises of the season. Ninth in yards per play at 5.9. Sixth in yards per carry, averaging 5.1 yards per rush. I do realize Cordero Patterson is out for them now for the next four weeks at least he was placed on IR uh, but Tyler Algier still looking pretty good I think he's averaging over five yards or might be right exactly at five yards per carry this season I was high on him throughout the preseason so I'm not too too concerned without Patterson there uh, I think the Buccaneers should win this game but I think it's way too high of a number also Falcons only 4-0 team against the spread this season good teams win great teams cover uh, that means that the Falcons are a great team I'll take them to cover the plus 8.5 points. If they upset the Buccaneers and take first place in the NFC South, I will be streaking through the cities, through the streets of New York. Falcons, plus 8.5, minus 110. Let's go, Dirty Birds. Let's go on a little run, man. This season, the fucking wildcard race in the NFC is wide open. Why not us? Why not us? Why not us? Next up, Seahawks Saints, another overbet, but I got really, this is going to be my best CLV pick of the day, uh, pick of the week, because I took uh, over 42.5. As of recording this on Monday night, it's all the way up to 46. It has moved 3.5 points in 24 hours. That is insane. Um, so I will say before I break down my pick, and I'm going to keep the breakdown pretty short because it's kind of irrelevant with how much it's gone up. Uh, but I'd probably lay the points with the Saints if I was betting the current lines because I think their defense gives them an advantage in this game. But I'm going to take the over. The Saints offense only averaging 19 points per game this season, but there are some signs that they're, that they're, that points towards their offense gaining some momentum. For example, only 19 points per game, but they're 8th in the NFL in yards per play. They also rank third in red zone touchdown scoring percentage, scoring six points in 75% of their red zone possessions. So there are some good things, even though the Saints aren't necessarily scoring. Also, Andy Dalton looked all right last week. He's a competent backup. Uh, and the Seahawks are, it's the Seahawks and the Lions. And we saw this last week when the two teams played against each other. Two fantastic, well, if, if, I don't know if the Seahawks offense is as good as their numbers have been, but still, I think they're a, a decent offense. Uh, their defense absolutely stinks, so their defense is atrocious. Uh, dead last in opponent yards per play, giving up 6.7 yards per snap. So I love the over 42.5. I couldn't believe it when I saw that was the t total in this game. Hey, if you still want to play it at 46, play it at 46. Uh, I think this is going to be another shootout. Like Seahawks, like the Lions, I think Seahawks are just going to be an over team all season. Jaguars Texans uh, this one was a little bit of a tough one here I'll lay the seven points though minus 110 with the Texans 
They aren't an elite team, but I do think they're good enough to beat up on this Texans team. Texans, I'll just uh, list off a few areas where they rank. 24th in yards per play, 22nd in opponent yards per play, 31st in third down conversion percentage, 22nd in QB sacked percentage. So they're in the bottom 10 in just about every single stat that you look at. Jaguars don't rank them in every single stat, so despite a losing effort against the Eagles, I actually thought the Jaguars looked pretty good. They turned the ball over five times. It's going to be tough to beat a team where you turn, where you turn the ball over that much. Uh, Texans in a race for the bottom. Jaguars trending in the right direction. I know Jaguars, I think, are 0-8 in their last eight games against the Texans. Don't care. That has nothing to do with, with this, this week's game. Do not bet on the Texans because of that. Trends are stupid. Give me Jaguars, minus 7, minus 110. Moving on to the Titans and Commanders. I have very little to say about this. I hate both of these teams. I think these are two of the three worst teams in the NFL. My bottom three right now are probably Texans, Titans, and Commanders. So I'm going to take the over, over 42.5, because the things that suck, the thing that sucks most about these two teams is their defense. 25th and 30th in opponent yards per play. The two teams are 28th and 30th in opponent yards per pass him. So two bad defenses, specifically two bad pass defenses. The total's only down at 42.5. I can't, like, if a total, like, a, if, there, if it's two of the worst defenses in the NFL, you can't set a total at a low number of 42.5. Well, you can, but I'm going to take the over. So just give me the over 42.5. I hate this game. I hope I don't have to watch a second of it. Well, actually, I'll be watching Red Zone, so I actually hope I'll see it a lot, but I fucking hate these teams. Vikings-Bears. Got Vikings minus 7, minus 105 here. I just see no way how I can back the Bears in this game. Uh, This is one where, like, I'm like, ooh, 7 points. Like, this is one of those weird ones. But, I mean, their offense ranks 27th uh, in yards per play. They continue to refuse to throw the ball. They throw the ball on only 37.9% of plays, which is the lowest mark in the NFL by 7%. Now, that's too bad because the way to beat the Vikings' defense is actually to throw the ball. Their secondary stinks. 29th in opponent yards per pass attempt, but they're at least average in stopping the run. 17th in opponent yards per carry, so maybe if they just decide to finally air it out and Justin Fields turns out to be decent, maybe they have a chance, but they're not going to do that. They're going to run the ball. That's going to go right on the Vikings' strength of their defense. Uh, And then you have the Vikings' offense, which I just keep waiting to see. Well, I guess their offense came back a little bit this past week. So uh, this is a tough one. It's certainly not one of my best bets, but I'll lay the points with the Vikings' minus 7 at minus 105. Moving on to the uh, final game of the early slate, I believe. Uh, Yes, it is. The final game of the early slate here. I will take the Browns plus three, minus 110 against the Chargers. We're all assuming that the Chargers are a good football team. I don't know if that's actually the case. Believe it or not, the Texans gained more yards per play last week than the Chargers, 6.5 to 6.3. Chargers were kind of lucky to cover that spread. Also, Houston should have ran the ball way more than what they did. Chargers, just like last season, cannot stop the run. They rank 31st in opponent yards per carry, allowing an average of 5.4 yards per rush. Now they take on one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL. The Browns are averaging 5.0 yards per carry. Kevin Stefanski kind of went away from the run last week against the Falcons. I thought that was dumb. I thought if they would have kept running, they would have kind of handled the Falcons. I hope they get back to that strategy this week. Just hand the ball off to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt every play, and they, they'll beat this Chargers team. 
Chargers averaging 5.6 yards per play. Browns are averaging 5.5. So offense is very similar. Browns giving up 5.7 yards per play. Chargers giving up 5.9. So Cleveland, technically, if you look at net yards per play at least, are a better team than the Chargers. So I love that Cleveland's getting three points in this spot. I think we need to reevaluate how good the Chargers are and how good Brandon Staley is as a coach. Because both of them might not be that good. And we need to start accepting that fact. Uh, and that's it for the early slate of games here. I'll take a quick break and I'll come back and break the f- break down my picks for the final five games, including the three late afternoon games, the Sunday Night Football and then Monday Night Football. Be right back. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. All right, we are back. Uh, And as uh, I was on break there, the 49ers are basically just running out the clock right now. So that means my week four record, I did the math here. Uh, nine, six, and one for plus two point one six units. That brings my road to two hundred and seventy-two total record to through the first four weeks to thirty-four wins, twenty-eight losses, two pushes for plus five point two units. So we are going in the right direction, my friends. What a bounce back after the shitty ass week two. Let's keep it going. Let's stay in the positive. Now let's talk about the late afternoon games here. Uh, Where am I at? Let's start with the 49ers and Panthers. I'm going to assume that after this game, this line's going to open up bigger because I was on the 49ers to begin with, uh, and I liked them Monday night, so I figured if they beat the Rams handily, this line would expand. I assume that will happen by at least a point here. I'll take 49ers minus four is what I locked in in at, but I would like this probably all the way up to six and a half. This is an absolute mismatch. This is my very best bet of the week. The Panthers could not move the ball on offense last week against arguably the worst defense in the NFL in the Cardinals. Now they have to try to do it against one of the best, if not the best defense in the NFL in the 49ers. Carolina ranks 28th in yards per play at 4.9. Only got 4.3 yards per play against the Cardinals. Now they take on the 49ers, who led the NFL in opponent yards per play ahead of tonight's game. I'm assuming based on how this tonight's game went, they probably still will lead the NFL in opponent yards per play. Carolina also, by the way, can't protect the quarterback. 27th in QB sacked percentage. Now they'll take on a 49ers pass rush that is in the top three in the NFL. <laughs> After all that, you know what the biggest detractor might be for the Panthers? They rank dead last and third down conversion percentage, and now they take on a 49ers defense that ranks, at least ranked ahead of tonight, sixth in third down defense. Not good. Now, the Panthers defense is all right. I've talked with them in the past. That's why I bet on them last week. Uh, Seventh and best in pass defense, but 12th in run defense. So that's great news for the 49ers as well. They will love to just run the ball um, against them. Um... So, yeah, I think it's a statistical mismatch. I think it's a stylistic mismatch. I'm shocked I could get this at minus four. I'd bet it up to six and a half. Give me 49ers minus four, minus 110 against 
the Panthers. Next up, Rams-Cowboys. I will take the Rams here in this one uh, as well. So I'll take both Monday Night Football teams coming off a short week. I got it at minus 4.5. Listen, I've been a big Cowboys uh, defender. I've been a Cooper Rush defender the past couple of weeks, but I think this is a big sell high spot for them. I think it's time they come crashing down back to earth a little bit here. My biggest concern is their pass rush um, against the Rams offensive line because the Rams offensive line stinks. That's the big reason why I bet against them tonight on Monday Night Football against the 49ers. If the Cowboys can get the pressure against them, uh, that is how they can that, – that's their path to pulling off the upset here. But – I will say two of the Cowboys' wins came against the Giants and Commanders. They got smoked by the Buccaneers, and they beat the Bengals in a very weird game. Cooper Rush, efficient, hasn't lost many games, actually undefeated 4-0 as a starter for the Cowboys. But I just don't think that's enough to keep up the, uh, with the Rams. They're 30th in third down conversion percentage. They're 20th in red zone scoring. They're 20th in yards per play. I don't think those offensive numbers are going to be good enough to keep up with the Rams here. So I think this is a little bit of a sell high spot on the Cowboys. People are starting to sing their praises. Fade them. Time to fade them. Take the Rams minus four and a half, minus 110 against the Cowboys. Cardinals, Eagles. I will say this one. I will take the Cardinals minus five, minus uh, 111 is what I wrote in my notes. I don't know if that was a typo, but I'll go with whatever I put in bet stamp. Um, actually, let, let me just check just so I have the right number here. Um, but I will tell you, my gut is screaming at me to take the Cardinals, but the numbers, I just can't ignore the numbers. Um, i got to go to my picks here. Um, my gut is telling me that this is a weird game, that this is, uh, it is minus 111. That was not a typo. So I got mine, uh, Eagles minus 5, minus 111 here. My gut is screaming at me to take the Cardinals. Cardinals have looked bad. Eagles have looked great. It's only a five-point spread. This seems like a weird game where the Cardinals are going to keep it close or maybe even win. But uh, I've had my success in betting on the NFL by following numbers. I need to keep that up. Cardinals, 29th in yards per play, 29th in a third-down conversion rate, dead last in yards per pass attempt. Uh, How's that big contract working out for you, Kyler Murray? Probably good for him, not so good for the Cardinals. 27th in opponent yards per play, 24th in opponent third down conversion rate. Their statistics stink. Eagles, top five in just about everything. There's no reason they can't beat the Cardinals by at least a touchdown here, except for my gut. Let the record show. Numbers scream Eagles to me. My gut screams Cardinals. I will trust the numbers. If you want to trust my gut instead, go with the Cardinals. I'll take Eagles. I think they win big. I will say, side note, Eagles now second sack percentage this season. Huge jump up from where they were last year. That's a very big positive. I said in my preseason episode, I said two things. If the Eagles can improve their pass rush, and if Jalen Hurts can take a big step forward, they are Super Bowl contenders. Both of those things have been true at least through the first four weeks. Obviously still very early in the season, Jalen Hurts has taken a huge step forward. I actually think he's the best bet to win NFL MVP right now, especially based on their schedule. And their pass rush has improved tenfold. Eagles minus 5, minus 111 against the Cardinals, which takes me to Sunday Night Football, which takes me to my upset pick of the week. I will take the Bengals plus 155 to beat the Ravens. Not a ton of stats on this one because, to be honest, the Bengals' offensive numbers absolutely stink, but I think they had a nightmare 
of a season. I think that had to do with Joe Burrow not be not participating in training camp, not playing in preseason because of his appendicitis. Um, I think now their offense is going to hit their stride here a little bit. I think if they win this game, I think people are going to start to forget about their early uh, performances in the early couple weeks. Um, and my biggest concern for the Bengals would always be their pass protection. The Ravens rank 28th in sack percentage this season, so a pass rush is certainly not one of their strengths. Also, the numbers, if you do want to look at the numbers, Bengals have a significant advantage on defense. Ravens still struggling in the secondary, 23rd in opponent yards per pass attempt. Bengals rank 9th in that category. And Bengals also rank them in most categories, 11th in opponent yards per play compared to the Ravens at 29th. I think the Bengals win this game outright. I will stick to my preseason conclusions about these teams. Bengals plus 155 against the Baltimore Ravens. Monday Night Football, I will take the Las Vegas Raiders plus 7.5 against the Chiefs I know this is an ugly bet this seems like a stupid bet I'm sure the public will be all over the Chiefs um, but I'll take the Raiders especially if you can get plus seven and a half I will say uh, when I place the bet tonight before I start recording the only regulated book in New York that still had Raiders plus seven and a half was FanDuel the rest of them had them at plus seven if you can get that 0.5 that would be great um, Chiefs and Raiders offense is closer than you'd like to see to lay seven and a half points on a team. Obviously the Chiefs are better, but for example, they rank seventh in yards per play. Raiders rank 13th, only a difference of 0.4 yards per play. Once again, Chiefs obviously better. That is significant 0.4 yards per play. But once you start laying more than a touchdown, things start to get sketchy. And I know the Chiefs' defense has been much improved this season, but uh, there is one specific stat that makes me concerned about them. They rank 31st in the NFL in opponent completion percentage. They allow teams to average to complete 70.29% of passes against them. That is not good. I still don't think we've seen the best from the Raiders yet. There are some red flags on the Chiefs' defense. I'll take them to cover the 7.5 points. I don't think they win. This is not a best bet of mine, but I think 7.5 is a touch too many. I'll take Raiders plus 7.5. Minus 110. So there you have it. Those are my picks for this week. Let me quickly recap them for you all. I'll then give you my five best bets. I'll give you my teaser, which won last week, by the way, and my survivor pick. So my picks for this week Colts, Broncos under 43.5, minus 110. Giants plus 8, minus 110 against the Packers. Lions, Patriots over 46.5, minus 110. Bills, Minus 13 and a half, minus 110 against the Steelers. Dolphins, Jets, over 43 and a half, minus 110. Falcons, plus 8 and a half, minus 110 against the Buccaneers. Seahawks, Saints, over 42 and a half, minus 110. Jaguars, minus 7, minus 110 against the Texans. Titans, Commanders, over 42 and a half, minus 110. Vikings, minus 7, minus 105 against the Bears. Browns, plus 3, minus 110 against the Chargers. 49ers, minus 4, minus 110 against the Panthers. Rams, minus 4.5, minus 110 against the Cowboys. Eagles, minus 5, minus 111 against the Cardinals. Bengals, money line upset of the week, plus 155 against the Ravens. Raiders, 
plus seven and a half, minus 110 against the Chiefs. My five best bets, Giants plus eight, Bills minus 13 and a half, Browns plus three, 49ers minus four, Rams minus four and a half. My teaser, this one's pretty straightforward. Take the Vikings and the Jaguars, both from minus seven down to minus one. So Vikings minus one against the Bears, Jaguars minus one against the Texans. And my survivor pick, I based it off my own pool before, but I will be switching to, I will be basing it off of my girlfriend's picks, which is now our picks. <laughs> As I explained earlier, the fucking Colts fucked me. So I don't have the Saints, Broncos, Vikings, or Eagles. I will take either the 49ers and the Bills. The Bills are obviously the lock of the week. If you just want to use your Bills now and guarantee yourself a win, guarantee yourself advancing to week six, do it. If you want to get a little bit riskier, take the 49ers. This defense should eat the Panthers alive, I think. So lock of the week for Survivor Bills. If you want to get a little bit more cute, a little bit more fancy, if or if you don't have the Bills available, go with the 49ers over the Panthers. There you have it. This has been the NFL Week 5 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. Please like and leave or uh, rate it and review it. That helps us a ton. Thank you so much for listening. Gambler bless. I'll talk to y'all next week. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today, we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro, easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.